it. Do it, Just huh? do it. Do it. Hey, hey, hey look at me. Hey. No, you ain't, you ain't good enough. So, hey, uh, <laughs> with that, we're going to do this episode of Crashing Game Night. I welcome everybody on in. My name is Matt Tiora, your host as always. I welcome in my co-host who's trying to potentially be the former governor of California, Gerard Barrera. Hello, come on, toy, toy, come on. <laughs> come with me, my nerds, come on, get to the chopper. <laughs> Will you uh, please weird. pick somebody that doesn't need to or <laughs> retired and stop making movies? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, our listeners, is our uh, partner in crime, uh, Theo Walski, as he's uh, preparing to head off to Texas for his uh, next archery tournament. What's up, nerds? And, and, uh, Unfortunately, Jason's not able to join us tonight because he's stuck in Elfheim trying to fight a Valkyrie. <laughs> he wishes. Right? He, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to hear that story once he gets to the Valkyrie Queen because she is not a pushover. Yeah. So, so how are you guys, how are you guys doing? It's been a, it's been a, it's been a week. Um, you guys kind of missed out on a little bit of that Julian interview. But, uh, yeah, sadly. Yeah, sadly. unfortunately. Stinking um, work. Yeah, I know. What's that That silly thing called work? Right? Yeah. No. Just been working the grind, the normal yeah. grind of the uh, normal, everyday, yeah. wayward, traveling uh, person. Yeah, it's it's been a week Word for me. traveling person. <laughs> traveling person. Artiste. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's just been the same. Just been working and... You know, just waiting for the next uh, big game. I can't believe I was just notified on my GameSpot app. Uh, Ghost Recon Breakout comes out in like three days. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't you know realize that? it was. I, oh, I didn't you realize it was like it? so. I did. Yeah. Okay. And I just got Borderlands 3 and Zelda, which I am currently playing right now. Yeah. And then uh, for me, Shadowkeep comes out the first. Shadow Key. What was what was Shadow Key again? That's Destiny. Destiny Two Shadow Key. Oh, okay. Another another expansion. Yeah. It's yeah. also it's also when it becomes free to play for everybody. Oh wow. Yeah, all the expansions. So we have the base game, so we could get the expansions and whatnot. Well, you. you um, uh, I think you don't get the Shadow Keep story. No, you don't get you Shadow. Just get all the other ones. Yeah, you get all the stuff. So I don't have to worry. My next game coming out. I don't have to worry about until the end of October, which is Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion, Mansion 3. Yes. So, oh, that was so yeah. much fun. It, I, I ha- However, definitely have to say that like I'd never played or finished any of the other Luigi's Mansion, but that oh, was so oh. much fun at E3. The first is the best. So much I fun. I love the first. First is amazing. So, And I think it was good having Luigi have his own game, right? Not just like you had the Luigi levels for... Uh, Mario Brothers U on the on the Wii, right? Um, yeah. You know, it was a good game. I love that Ghostbusters mentality to it, but also just that, you know, that weary, hey, I can get scared at things, Luigi. Um, and it had a, a fun little soundtrack that I will just randomly just start going, hmm, 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 Just that background music. So I, I love it, so... I mean, I can't blame you. It really, like, it most really of this week, that, I've been that classic. Yeah, I can't blame you. Most of this week, I've been humming Link's Awakening. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later when we get to the gaming part of uh, this podcast because there's a the bit going on. So let's start with the movie side and the TV side. So it came out today. Universal Studios has announced that Sam Neill, Lord Earn, and Jeff Goldblum are going to be returning for Jurassic World 3. There's no release date yet, but dude, Jeff Goldblum back on the screen is Ian Malcolm. I mean, he was yeah, already yeah. on. He was already back on well, the screen as Ian Malcolm before. You have him really back though, and being a major part of the movie with Doctor Sattler, right? And Doctor Grant, the trio is really back. Yeah. So, um, we'll see how they play it out because honestly, when they did Jurassic World three or Jurassic Park three rather, and they tried to have Doctor Grant and Ian Malcolm back, it kind of just didn't. It didn't feel right. So I hope this time around it does feel right. And it makes me wonder what the heck happened that they need to go get, you know, Grant Sattler and uh, Ian Malcolm back for it. I have a feeling that they won't what? end up like going out to find them, that they just like volunteer. Like this is just it's such. Well, it's such- I, I definitely think uh, Jeff Goldblum's character will, because I think I think a lot I think because of his kind of comeback. He's uh, going to have more of a like a central role in it because one, it kind of I think it was kind of set up. Oh, after after two, where they were going to go with the direction because at the spoiler alert at the end of uh, Jurassic World two, you find out that little girl is a a clone. Clone, oh, yeah. That is totally within Goldblum's uh, character's yep. wheelhouse and his. You know, and, the chaos theory and all that. So I really think it's going to play a lot. He's going to he's going to have some funny scenes. Well, like, I think that going on tangents, I think they're all going to be a major player in it, because we remember at the end of Jurassic World 2, all the dinosaurs escaped. They're out right. in the wilds of the U.S. Oh, that's, oh that's I definitely true. think yeah, yeah. they're going to play major roles. But I just don't yeah. think that like Chris Pat's character is going to end up going to them to recruit them. I think they're just going to end up coming in because mm-hmm. of the uh, of the um, everything be, being loose because they have already experienced things mm-hmm. being loose. So they're just going to come right in and do it. I'm interested to see how if the the script's going to be between Grant and Chris Pratt's character, because you've got the <laughs> one that was the, interesting. the expert on Velociraptors, right? Yeah. Right. And then you've got the other one who actually is an expert on Velociraptors. Those are, that's yeah. going to be a, a, a nice little cause and effect yeah. with the scenes, because Pratt is good with like the smart ass mm-hmm. aspect, like with his mm-hmm. delivery. And uh, Sam Neill is that slow, like, like because he's he's English, it's all about timing. So they're gonna have a good rapport. Now here's here's a, here's a funny rumor that's been going around. I mean, for quite a while, but rumor was that you know, and fan theory was that Chris Pratt or Chris Pratt's character is actually the kid from Jurassic Park. The oh, that well, that's Dr. Easy. Go Dr. back, go back to see what their names were. If they're the same, then yeah, it's never his name is never mentioned. Uh, it's just a kid that basically gets, you know, that Dr. Grant's like, hey, they're going to basically slice <sighs> open. And, oh, you mean, you mean where yeah, you get the From the first from, one. Yeah. yeah, from the yeah. first one. From the uh, first like, three ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, when they're actually up, out at the dig site. Yeah. And he takes the Velociraptor claw and tells them how he's going to get gutted and everything. Oh, shit. Fan theory has been that that's actually 
Chris Pratt's character. The fat oh. boy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that, but that'd be an interesting twist. Yeah, I would, would love it if that ended up being true. <laughs> that would be great. Um, so let's move from happy news to not so happy news. Um, so we've been kind of talking about Crisis on Infinite Worlds for a little while now. We know that you know Tom Welling is back. We know John Cryer is going to be in it. Um, it's actually now come out that Burt Ward is going to be in it. And it was mentioned in the same sentence as Kevin Conroy. So I'm wondering now is if Kevin Conroy isn't going to be the Adam West Batman. Mm. And Burt Ward is Robin. No, I think they're but, I don't I don't know about I don't know about I, that. I, I think they're going to say something nice about. Oh, I think we need a Batman or something like that. You know what I, I mean? Like I, I lost I, mine like or something. I, like that. I really I have a strong feeling with like how much they don't pay attention to the comics that they're not going to do anything accurate to pay wage to the comics in the first place. Well, in this case, it's more to the, the TV show, but still like, you they, know, and just, and whatnot, um, just do their own thing and they don't really pay homage to yep. much else. And, uh, so anyway, so one of the ones that's been kind of a holdout that everyone's been asking, are you going to be doing it is Michael Rosenbaum, AKA Lex from some, uh, Smallville. It is, come out now via his Twitter account and announcement, uh, his official answer to that. And it reads friends. Many of you have tweeted and asked about joining the infinite crossover. I can't tell you how much this means to me. I'll be straight up about this. WB called my agents Friday afternoon when I was in Florida, visiting my grandfather in a nursing home, their offer, no script, no idea what I'm doing, no idea when I'm shooting, Basically, no money. And the real kick in the ass, we have to know now. My simple answer was pass. I think you can understand why. I hope this answers all of your questions. Lovingly, Rosenbaum. Oh, good for him. Yeah. I say definitely good for him. For me, I absolutely support this decision because you're telling me if you came to me with a job offer that says, hey, I'm going to offer you a job. I'm not going to tell you what you're going to be doing. I'm not going to tell you your hours. I'm not going to, I'm not going to really going to pay you. I'm going to tell you a hard pass. Right. It's like, Oh, I'm coming to you with this favor. That's like, I'm doing you a favor. You need to come and work for me. Yeah. Like, uh, no, not really. I mean, he's always said that he wants to do it because of Tom Welling. Right. But in this case, you're coming to me like that. I'm nope. We're good. Mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. No, all, all hats off to him is like definitely mm-hmm. putting his his uh, he's maintaining his respect to himself and keeping his family above. And he's other got things, things he, as well. And, he's got stuff he does like his podcast. He just started a second one as well, you know, and he's got his other obligations. So I'm not going to join up with something that you're not going to tell me even when I'm shooting. I mean, you could basically be telling me I have no script. I have no lines. I'm just going to stand there. Look at you. You'll know I'm Lex. And then I'm leaving. You know, that's that's a complete waste of time. Yeah. So. And it's a little um, disrespectful too, especially to, you know, uh, an actor of his caliber. You know, he was the villain of that show. Mm-hmm. You know, he has just as much a right to be treated like Tom Welling is. Oh, yeah. Anybody, you know, he's and he he was a very, very good talent. Well, I think what what stinks about the whole thing. Best Lex out of anybody that's been on screen. Ooh, 
TV or movie? Both. Ah. Uh, I, I mean, going back to it, he like my only competition I would have said was Kevin Spacey, but yeah. I would actually Are you argue serious? that. Yeah, I you thought Kevin Spacey was a good Lex. Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> after after rewatching some of Rosenbaum's like episodes and and rewatching uh, some of Smallville, I'd have to give it to him. I still have to give it the edge to Kevin Spacey in that, and only reason being is is because of where you see where Superman Returns is. Right, it's a it's a sequel, and it's. Lex coming out of prison and just hell bent on revenge. I'm flying out to you just so I can slap you for that. <laughs> Heaven's Spacey was such a horrible Lex. No, I think John Cryer is a worse Lex. Horrible. Like I, I will definitely say that Kevin Spacey delivered his lines right, but his mannerisms and the way he held himself on screen was horrid to Lex. I don't know he about did, that one. He did not have the right kind of ego and confidence in how he held himself physically. Which is surprising. Mm, not really for me with Kevin Spacey. He, I usually see Kevin Spacey as rather timid. Really? Because I always thought oh, yeah. he was kind of a confident like guy. I see him pretty timid. He's usually a little bit backed off. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, here's where it bothers me the most, right? Is what... Rosenbaum meant to Smallville. Mm-hmm. You have Tom Welling back. We're already going to have the Supergirl Superman on the ship on it, right? You have the Supergirl Lois Lane. You have the Smallville Lois Lane. You have the Supergirl Lex. We now don't have the Smallville Lex. You know, you're bringing in all of these, and you know, so. Real quick, before we move into the gaming world, um, South Park has announced what their opening episode of their newest season is. What? And it is going to uh, knock on ICE deportations. Specifically, ICE comes for the uh, Broflovskis. What? Oh, what? Yeah, the, Jew- the little Jewish family down the road. ICE is coming to deport them. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So much like anything else they do, you know that's going to be a complete knock. Oh, yeah. Right. So I just I just saw that out on a, on Twitter and, and whatnot, and I just had to bring it up. That's just hilarious. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of South – I mean, really a lot of South Park for years. Um, my favorite episode is still Make Love, Not Warcraft. <laughs> that one's good, but honestly, the the ones that I keep going back to that really like resonate, like resonated with me as a gamer was the uh, the three parter for Black Friday, oh, and, God. and it was all like Game of Thrones like inspired. Yeah, it was just done so well that like no matter every time I am busting up laughing uh, oh, from like so many different like. Arguments that the two that the two uh, two faction of kids are having, like, no man, Xbox One isn't the best. It's PS4 that has this, and they're they're listing all like the qualifications for each console, and it's just like, oh my god, dude, like I've had that argument before, <laughs> and it's all themed and, in Game of Thrones. Like, it's just so well done. I think for me though, with Make Love Not Warcraft, though, is because I know so many people that were like that. Yeah, I mean, we're like, just going to camp with, out and even with the oh, poop bucket were, and everything. Yeah. 
Those were so funny. And you just were like, you see these guys, you just want to go, Mom, hot pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, toilet. (laughs) You know? And that's the thing is, it's like, you know there's people out there that are like that still, you know? And with with the reinvention of World of Warcraft now with the classic coming out, Mm-hmm. It still plays into it, so so let's let's talk about some gaming here. Um, and I want to start off with a show that we've been attending for many a year now. It's how we met is E three, um, E three twenty twenty has pitched uh, Qtainment, new floor plans, and an industry only day. So what Is they're looking at day? doing, yeah. So what they're looking at doing is is West Hall will have eight experience hubs. We've, so, we've said that everything is a little too spread out, right? And yeah. it seems empty. So what they're looking at doing is doing these eight different hubs in the middle uh-huh. where they'll have exclusive experiences going on. And having celebrities come in and, like, say, the L.A. Lakers play a game of NBA 2K, you know, right there on the show floor. People yeah. can watch it. Kind of like, you know, how Capcom does the fighting tournaments over there on their booth? Yeah. Yeah. It, same thing, right? Um, except in a broader aspect of it. Um, the ESA members to which this was pitched like that idea. And honestly, I, I like that idea. It gives it a little bit more use of the floor, right? Yeah. I mean, but I, knowing I like how it. things were crowded over there, especially with cyberpunk, I'm yeah. interested to see how what they would carve out of that. Although the left side of that hall was kind of just not really used. It was just stuff thrown up there. So you've got well, plenty same, of area there. Same with the Nintendo side. On the other, yeah. at the other hall. I mean, yeah. they could certainly spread out. They haven't they said spread their, everything out. They haven't said what their what their recommendation is for South Hall, and that makes me think that they're they're planning on Sony being there and Sony having a very big floor footprint. Which would be nice. Which would be nice. Um, now they are looking at a exclusive appointment only activations for select and attendees who will create buzz. And the fact that they actually use this in the presentation FOMO. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be a little bit annoying because they're still going to undershoot their numbers for the reservations for one. Cause we've experienced that over the years. Just as well. As well as I don't know if I like the like I like the idea of the hubs. I don't like the gimmick of the celebrities. I think that's yeah. trying to get into the whole Comic Con type of venture with celebrities being on the floor and highlighting that. They initially pitched <clears throat> to the SA members of having of paying celebrities to be there. Right. To which, create that yeah. buzz. Um, however, that being said, the uh, the members of the ESA did say, nope, we're not going to do that. We would rather go with opting to uh, invite celebs through an organized program, which is kind of something they already do anyways. I mean, in a way, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm more appreciative of the celebrities that are there because they love the games. Yeah. That they're not necessarily just there because, like, they're working on a game or that they're being paid or that they were specifically invited, that they were actually wanting to go to E3, just like anybody else on the floor. Now, here's the kicker is they approved 10,000 more gamer badges. Oh, jeez. brings the number up to 25,000. Oh, my God. Um, They are wanting to do an industry-only day, which is rumored to be on Tuesday. 
And then the show would be open to the public Wednesday and Thursday. I kind of like that idea for Thursday because we already know that's a half day. We don't it's get a much. Short day, yeah. It's a short day. Yeah. We don't get a lot done. We don't get to see a ton. And it's more for planning things out. So I get that. And if a certain somebody is the only one that has an industry only pass, we can use we can use him to be our uh, <laughs> pack and scout out things. Um, now, they also did uh, pitch, which E3 wasn't really OK with the membership was, but they did pitch that they wanted to make it more of a consumer friendly show, kind of like a PAX, Gamescom, that sort of thing. The yeah. ESA membership has they're not keen on that idea because they think it still needs to be for the industry. I would agree. Um, and they also shot down the idea of a PlayStation experience style theater, which kind of was over there at Gamescom, um, which I'm OK with that. Took up too much space. Yeah, take up too much space on that. Yeah. So they're looking at, and this idea I really like, though, the potential for an app to help cut down on wait times. So you basically, like, um, PlayStation's done, like Nintendo's done, you schedule your time, and then you come back for it. I love that idea, as long as it's not a, you know, free for all. everybody over. Free for yeah. all. Where Only so many spots. Exactly. Because that's what we've got screwed on for multiple years. Yep. First with the when Sony tried it for the first time with their app, which was definitely not well communicated to the masses. So like lots of people got ready for it in advance, as well as a lot mm -hmm. of people were trying to do it on the floor, which your cell signal sucks on the floor yeah. and you don't yeah, get Wi-Fi. So you're going to have a really hard time getting it. Uh, well, I here's where I, I look at that is, is that, you know, when PlayStation did it the first time, like, we barely got any slots. I right. mean, when they did the the theater, because every, everyone the was theater allowed option. to to take every uh, mm -hmm. apply for every time and keep it. Yep, and that's where I think that do multiple times. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and that's where I think I like Nintendo's way is that you could only up, do one time slot per game per day. Well, no, <laughs> per day. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah per, per day. day. Okay, yeah, I was so gonna say, like. I'm no. pretty sure I signed up for all three days for both games. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking like you could do multiple slots because you already had one, so they wouldn't let you. Right. Do that, so. Well, my my only uh, harp about Nintendo's was that they also did a poor job in uh, sharing that. Like it was just by happenstance that one of us knew about it coming, our fearless leader, <laughs> and we could actually prepare, and we were there. Yeah. On the second, like doing well, like Comic Con old style, like refresh, 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 so we can freaking do this. And a lot of that was because we have press access, and they did a press release about it. That's how I found out about it. I just happened to be checking my email. Well, even so. more, it was only announced to press then, or primarily well, announced to press. It went to press first, and then after that. So um, now here's the other thing that they're they're wanting to do is uh, what they're calling Qtainment, which is going to either market to those in line, or B allow that gaming company to have access to the player data, meaning like Sony did, right? Or not Sony, but uh, Square Enix, when they scanned our badges for Final Fantasy. Mm. Basically, yeah. by scanning our badges, EA or ESA is allowing that company to have access to our player information. So our names, emails, to market to us. Mm. 
I'm sure so, that they'll end up putting that in the disclaimer when you register for E3 again. Yep. They're going to have to. With that, yeah. with that breach that they had, they have to disclose that. Right. Because that's more data that they're going to have access to and whatnot. I mean, and at then, least... EC3 does a really good job with the application process. Like, there's a lot of options for you to reject marketing to you. Yes, absolutely. Now, here's the question, though: If they're going to pitch this as part of E3, uh, I'm wondering if how much of an, a non-opt-out there's going to be. I don't know, because I mean, like, even though they scanned our badges at E3 by uh, Square Enix, like, I didn't get any marketing because I opted out from yeah. the general. So. So we'll find out. So overall, I mean, there's some changes that I'm okay with. There's some I'm not really okay with. Um, it honestly feels like I, they're trying to compete with PAX. Well, it's not just PAX. It's also Comic Con. They're, 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 yeah. they're at a point where they need to, they need to kind of find their place now because for the last couple of years, they've been they've been losing overall just just sales on people just not wanting to go because it's you can they're, thank they're EA starting for to that. it's not just ea it's a it's a lot of things yeah. but well, yeah it's a lot of things but i mean like but to their own fault they kind of lost their identity to where that they need mm-hmm. to find themselves again and that, true. that's kind of true. their own fault part of that's kind of their own fault and another part is time because they're they're starting to become uh, more le- more and more less relevant because the whole point of E3 when it first started was that was where, was where e- the industry went to buy yeah. your games. Not so, just to buy the games, yeah. but to see what was coming out in the future, yep. to see what kind of consoles or yeah. accessories or tech. They so, were like, yep. that was the place to go to fix. It was a, was a true trade, trade show. show. Yeah. It was yes. a trade true show. trade show. But now with the internet and with, you know, companies yes. having more options to do it themselves, mm-hmm. E3 kind of lost that. And now it's just become like, oh, an exclusive, like, large demo where you get to see like what's coming out soon. So now they have to start thinking of things that to offer more kind of what Comic-Con and PAX does like more experiences, more like unique trailers or maybe something more from the companies that are, that are going to be vendors. Um, So they're, they're at that kind of like limbo right now where they need to figure out what they want to, if they want to continue going on or if they want Mm -hmm. to, revamp e3 and turn it into what it still is but more uh kind of to to survive because honestly it's been a d23 has been around less than e3 and it's doing way better like i i hear it's a much greater experience mm. and more accessible to tickets too uh and that's a three-dayer as well and look at what pax is I mean, yeah. PAX is cheap compared to E3. Oh, yeah, and it's and huge. PAX is a great time. Well, Absolutely huge. It's one of the mo- actually, it's considered one of the most important video game like days now, like to go to 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 get information. Massive. PAX isn't that massive. It's not bigger than E3, or even near that size. It's not I think. That well, I th- I'm I, I'm always uh, I'm always uh, uh, putting it next to. New York, because New York is uh, East is like the biggest one, right? Oh, and, I, and, I, and, very, I've been, and I've been, and I've been East, which is it's really not that large. Oh, really? It's okay. really not that large, unless they've increased the size exponentially since I I last no. went. 
but I mean, like, it's really not that large. So, like, in comparison, I would put it to the size of um, South Hall. Oh wow! Okay. So yeah, the one like, thing I could walk through that whole thing really mm-hmm. fast. So the one thing, like, my cousin told me is that it playing the indie games was really easy though because there was a ton of indie games there at PAX. There's tons of indie, and stuff. they could he could go play them because everybody wanted to go hop in the line, the long lines. So right, yeah, which is um, a lot of fun. They still have a lot of mm-hmm. really personable stuff at PAX, which is awesome. I love the personable stuff in any convention like Comic Con, PAX, everything that really brings in to bridging yourself, the the gamer to the. Uh, the industry and really being able to share your enjoyment together Mm -hmm. is awesome. So now the one thing I want to say is before we talk about state of play is that Microsoft came out this week and said that gears five was their most successful launch of a title from a Microsoft studio since halo four, they had 3 million players playing Gears of War 5 on launch. And that's kind of sad to say. Well, okay. It's a feat for them. That's it I mean, is. that's pretty but good. That, that tells you, though, just how bad the system has been, though, that 3 million is record-breaking for them in, what, five, six years? Because Halo 4 was 2014, I think. Something like that. But I mean, so, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't even mean just the number. I mean, but I mean the length of time. Yeah. To be you have not had a success to finally game. have a successful game. Yeah. yeah. You've had. I mean, you had Halo uh, Guardians in there. You've had Forza's. You've had a lot of a lot of games internally, and that's, you know, that is that's something. Three million. It, it's a s- small number when you look at things, um, and I, I hope that honestly. Microsoft can build on that, um, you know, and and get their first party studios back to making some really good first party content. Um, because honestly, I think the gaming industry needs the three. It needs Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, we all know. I mean, we're we're more on the PlayStation camp, but I, I still think though you still need the Xbox. You know, there's oh, yeah. still, oh, no. it's still a great things machine. they do. There's certain things they do well. The gaming community always needs their options. Yeah. Exactly. So talking of options, PlayStation announced today that you are now able to buy PS4s, accessories, games, and everything right from them by just going to direct.playstation.com. In it, it's also got links to PlayStation Store, the Gear Store, PlayStation Now, PlayStation View. Um, I'm wondering what took them so long. Because I mean, I'm wondering what's really the benefit. Mike, well, one, Microsoft and Nintendo has been doing it for a long time now. Two is you now have the opportunity to bundle a game or something, offer a better deal, and you are getting all of the money versus a Best Buy, a GameStop, or anything like that. Well, I mean, for them, yeah, but I mean, the advantage to the consumer is practically nothing. Depends on what they offer. I mean, one of their first things is they're saying you could you buy a PS4 and get a year of PlayStation Plus and you get 20 bucks off. So if you can wait to get yeah, the system, but you still have to wait for it to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. I That's mean, it's, thing. it depends on if you have you want to get the instant not, gratification but. of going going to a middleman and mm-hmm. 
and buying it and taking it home that day. Well, I mean, here's the other thing is it, it helps keep stuff with them instead of people, say, going to Amazon. You know, I, I, I kind of get where they're going with it. Um, I just think they could have done it a lot sooner because Nintendo has been doing it for quite a while. And Microsoft's been doing it for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, well, so, no. so let's let's talk about that state of play. So, Ugh. Jerry, was, I know you and I both watched it. Theo, did you get a chance to watch it? I did not. Okay. It well, was super weak. You didn't miss much. So, um, I mean, and that's the thing. State of plays have, for the most part, been kind of weak. I, honestly, I think they're just trying I to find their footing with it. I honestly agree. Because you know what? Every time they keep trying to do this state of Like, I mean, look at the Nintendo Directs. At least every Nintendo Direct has given us something like like very exciting to look forward to or they're centric more than one thing they're centralized focused yeah you know they're around one thing like an animal crossing or pokemon or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. there's a theme or Um, something and then the this state of play uh, along with the rest of them it just seems like they're going down a list like okay uh we're gonna do a premiere for uh like a PS Vita or, or, or a VR game, and then, okay, then show the rest of the VR games that are coming out. It's just, it was boring. Let, let's let talk about that. And, ooh, is that a year? Is that your place, Jerry? Yeah, that's me. Okay, so we want to say that Jerry did nothing. They're not coming <laughs> for him right now. He's completely illegal. Um, <laughs> FBI, <laughs> open up! <laughs> no. <laughs> Ice. Um. Anyway, <laughs> jeez, Jerry, get your papers ready. Very funny. Um. So they started off with a game called Humanity, which to me looked like a modern style Lemmings. You know, it it didn't look great. It graphically, it looked more like a PS1, PS2 era game, just brighter. I think. Um, I think it was a very artistic game, but it, it was. Yeah. Once again, it was like you're okay. You're starting with indie games, okay. I, that's that's one way to go about it. But I just yeah, exactly. Again, I don't think they are ever very strong. Their flow is really weird because we're the the yeah, next game. The I next agree. game was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. They, they so they showed the uh, the story trailer, so you could see more about what the trailers. Now, granted, that game looks beautiful, um, but yeah. it is it is by Infinity Ward, and the last couple of call of duty games have not been great uh <laughs> to say the least uh playstation is getting an exclusive spec op survival mode so that's gonna be one of those timed exclusives and there's been a lot of hate on activision and infinity ward for that but here's what i have to say to the haters if microsoft would actually pony up the money they could have gotten the exclusivity if microsoft had sold more consoles they possibly could have gotten exclusivity. So don't hate on Activision for going with the console that has the most players on it for an exclusivity. It's their choice. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they they followed I mean, that up with Wadham, which is from Funnel Menace Studios. Yeah, it's published by Anapura um, Games. So Funnel Mena is the creator of Katamari. Okay. This game looked more focused on reuniting people, bringing joy back to the world. Again, I've never really been into the Katamari games, so I think that's going to be. Yeah, a, I mean, I think it, it's a it, niche it game. definitely it definitely 
it felt like it was a uh, a pleasant something to just give you put a smile on your face and kind of uplift very uplifting. Um, but Which some of those games are what, just that's kind of what Donut Country was, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like there was one point to the game, and it was just just play. And once you feel happy, you can you can yeah. stop playing or whatever. But um, I'm a little I stuck really, on the name. I never like, really got into those games. I like for me, I like there to be like a very epic story. So, oh, but I understand the name, the, those the name seems weird. It, like it is. The, the, the name sounds like a failed impression of Yoshi. <laughs> that's pretty good i like that <laughs> um so now here's the thing is i look at it and for the next game that was on the list and look at it and it pronounced it medieval but during the state of play they pronounced it medieval oh um, yeah. i mean it's so simply spelt that way it, it, i guess it does have um, the i and e in the center it is spelt medieval i look at it as medieval that's yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, that's anyway, kind of so what it should be. The, the demo is out now on on PS4. It is a timed demo, so it's only going to be available for a very short time and then it's no longer available. But if you play the demo, you can you have the chance to unlock Sir Dan's helmet for use in the full game. Oh, nice. Um, I might sh- I, I think I'm going to try out the demo just on the fact that I've never I never played the original. So I have no idea what this game's even about. So, you know, I think for free, I'll go and try it out. Um, then um, they announced Sid Meier's Civilization VI Jeez. coming to PS4 for the first yeah. time. I mean, okay, Civilization has been around for ages, and mm-hmm. I mean, how many how many do we really need? Um, <laughs> uh, probably only two. Then it looked like we were going to get more Death Stranding just drilled into our head that it's coming. Um, but that being said, what they did was they announced a limited edition PS4 Pro, which is white with black handprints with just the black paint dripping down from it. And it's going to oh, have one of the cool. crystal yellow controllers with it. Yeah. Ooh. I'm actually hoping they sell that separately because that crystal was a, was a good-looking controller. Yeah. The system, eh, I mean, I'm not enough of a Kojima fan to go out and get it. However, there's plenty of people that are out there that will. Um, I did decide after seeing everything at Gamescom and everything and Tokyo Game Show with Death Stranding that I did put a pre-order down for it, Jerry. Nice! I am going to give it a try and play it and see what it's like. I only went with the base edition, though, because of the fact is I'm not a Kojima fan. Right. I've never really gotten into any of his games. I've never been a Metal Gear fan, so I want to. I, I don't. I don't want to waste the money if I'm going to just not like it. Trade in the game, you know. Um, I'm definitely waiting for your guys's reviews because. Um, yeah. I'm not too interested to pay for it. And then, um, so after that, they announced After Party from Night School Studios, which is basically a beat the devil at a drinking game. Nice. This look. This looked it, really interesting, and I liked the animation on it. And uh, I like the concept of it. You're basically going through every college drinking game. Yeah, that was that was kind of the irony really? of the whole thing because yes. they just yeah they just finished graduating college, but they uh, died just before graduation. Yeah. And so they they're reliving that in hell. So they think like yeah. beer pong, beer like pong, and everything, up, all yeah, that stuff. Mm-hmm. stuff like that. 
Hey, yep. Jerry, you can finally get some practice on the King's Cup since you lost horribly last Thank time. Thank you. Yes, I will. <laughs> uh, I will totally, uh, I'll totally try it, have, uh, playing that game. So they also announced the, the games for Tuesday that are coming for free. So we're getting MLB 2019, which I'll take that for free. It's, I mean, it's a $30 game that I was considering waiting for it to go on sale so I could buy it. Which game? MLB 2019. But you know me. Oh. I love baseball games, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then and you like the show more than anything. MLB 2019 is the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the show. Um, and then the other one is Last of Us Remastered. Eh. Oh yeah, I love Which that I people have. are going to be able to get that for free. I mean, I already. Oh, so that have means it. Yeah. that means my disc is worthless. <laughs> Pretty much now. Um, <laughs> it was already down to. It, it was also one of their greatest hits already, so it was only worth. You know, new it's Damn. twenty bucks, brand new. You know, to buy it, like eighteen bucks used, but it was a great lead into what we got, which was Last of Us Two, scheduled to come out February twenty first. Which yes, for me, that's a birthday present for me. But I got to I got to figure out how that's going to work because we're looking at the the baby being born about then. I really going to have time to play. Oh, I'll also go get it and I'll play it. No, I'll hold, I will do what I did with Cody. I will hold the baby and I will play. Um, but in the trailer, we got to see Joel back. Um, and I love that, well, that line. Was, that was immediately, uh, debunked was the, that theory of him being kind of a, an apparition or, or like a vision like, uh, of hers mm-hmm. or like while she's going through this. Right. So thank God. Yeah. He's alive and his he's alive and- back. Yeah. So we'll find out what Joel's been up to. Hopefully. Um, it is, he, he did look a little, you know, worse for wear and tear. Yeah. He looked um, like they both been through it. Ellie is pretty much setting out on a revenge trip and she's going to just haunt everything and take out what she can regardless if she lives or dies. Um, they shut off some new infected. Uh, the clickers are indeed back. It was good to see. It was good to see them. Um, Mm -hmm. Now they are going to have multiple versions of the game available for sale. So when it does come out, you are going to have a, a base edition, which will be 60 bucks, just a standard edition. They're doing a special edition for $80, which will have, you know, the steel book, um, and it looks like it's also going to have uh, the 48-page mini art book. Oh. The standard edition, um, which I forgot to mention, is coming with, if you pre-order it, um, it is coming with a digital version exclusive avatar. So if you get the digital version of the game, uh, it is an avatar of Ellie's Tattoo. Okay. Um, pre-order is getting in games for an ammo capacity upgrade and crafting training manual. Well, that's kind of cool. And yeah. the Last of Us Special Edition, which will be the eighty dollars, is going to get a dynamic theme, a set of six uh, PSN avatars, plus the other in-game stuff. Um, of course, they'll do the digital deluxe edition. 
Um, but where things get real interesting is in the collector's edition and the Ellie edition. So the collector's edition, which is going to be 170, yes. is going to have a statue of Ellie playing the guitar on a cinder block, which it, it is a gorgeous looking statue. Yeah. Um, you're getting the steel book. You're getting the art book. You're getting a set of pins. Um, you're getting stickers. You're getting a lithograph art print and thank you letter. And honestly, looking at it, it looks like my diploma. <laughs> it's in, I mean, that's the way it looks. It's like how it's slotted and everything else looks like my diploma that I got. And then it's also coming with a replica of Ellie's bracelet. Okay. Now, that's the physical stuff that it comes with. The digital stuff that it's coming with is the dynamic theme, the avatars, the digital soundtrack, um, a digital mini art book from Dark Horse, plus the capacity upgrades and the crafting training manual. So that's going to be 170. And then they also announced the Ellie edition, which is going to be 229.99, so 230. And you're going to get everything in the collector's edition plus a replica of Ellie's backpack. Oh, you are getting a logo patch, the seven inch vinyl record featuring music from the original soundtrack for the game and then everything else. So for me, I don't really, I don't need the backpack. I don't need the vinyl record. Um, and for the for, furthermore on that is GameStop's only available online for that. Best Buy, from what I've seen, it's only available online for that. So, I mean, you're going to have to go online and and order it that way. So hopefully you get it in time. This isn't a bad thing. No, but I, I, wanna... I usually feel like the replica stuff is more geared towards like the cosplayers. Yeah. That really only use it for special occasions or the diehard collectors that are probably going to like but, zip lock it and it'll store it away. <laughs> I will say this, though, that backpack, we got it. E3 for Assassin's Creed is gorgeous. And I right, but I mean, that that's not like, that's not necessarily like a replica no. of anything. It's just a functional backpack. <laughs> nope. So pretty much what it's going to be is when you look at the ammo capacity upgrade, it's going to instantly unlock an ammo upgrade for Ellie's pistol. And then the crafting training manual instantly unlocks the, the training manual, which provides access to new crafting recipes and upgrades. Nice. Um, starting tomorrow, uh, cause we're recording on Wednesday, the media will get to, uh, start talking about the game. So the embargo is going to be lifted because the media got to play three hours of the game oh, at wow. the event on Tuesday. Oh, wow. Of the first two levels of the game they got to play. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, nice. So I'm looking forward to seeing what, you know, Greg Miller and Andrew Renee all of them have to say about what they got to play. Mm. That being said, I cannot wait for February. So this game just in itself from on a PS4, this looks like the games that we got on PS3 right at the end of the life cycle where they've got they've been pushing the system to its limits. Yeah. Um and then this makes me wonder is, okay, cool. We're getting this in February. When's Ghost of Tsushima coming out? That's what I because was kind of having is the discussion the... with uh, with the, the guy that was taking down my pre-order at GameStop. Um, my, like my, dude, my theory is, is that I think it's going to be a first exclusive 
with the PS5? I think Ghost is going to be the last PS4 exclusive. You think so? You think yeah. it's still going to come out for PS4? Yeah, I do. I don't know. I, I mean, given... I mean, the next couple months are going to say a lot, especially if if P, if PlayStation or if Sony is going to show up at E3 this year, most likely they're going to unveil the PS5. And if they do do that, I think... Oh, I can but, tell you right now, we're getting yeah. we're getting PS5 and we're getting Project Scarlet at E3 this year. Yeah, they'll reveal it, but I mean, it's still not going to be... It. Because you and I would imagine they're not going to release it 2020, though. I feel like they're. Um, I feel like they'll reveal it, but it'll still be like a twenty, an I think early twenty twenty one slot. Not, I think it's holiday. Not 20, holiday. I think it's holiday twenty twenty. Yep. Really? I have, a feeling, I have a feeling it's not going to be holiday. Nah, they're huh. gonna. I think. I think they're gonna jump on it. I think it's. You don't announce it and let things leak out that far in advance if you're gonna wait until twenty twenty one. I would say jump on it 2020, start getting the console out there. Uh, I'm pretty sure lots of companies have been doing that. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Theo. What's up? How, how's Link's Awakening? Dude, I love it so much. I know. It's so great. Oh, it's so great. Jerry, you played it originally on before, right? On Yes, I have. On Game Boy? Yeah. Dude, ah, oh, it was like it's the okay. very first Zelda that I ever beat and played, and it's like so nostalgic to be really able to is. play this, and it's practically the exact same. Okay, let me ask you guys on that because I never played it on Game Boy, so I'm going into this fresh. Right? Was there that much Mario Brothers tie-in? Yes. Where you need, where you have the Yoshi statues and all that. I would, I yes. would, and the say, shy guy I enemies. Say, I would say, yeah, Nintendo tie-in, because like there was yeah. Kirby. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of Mario okay. like villains and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's always been that tie-in. It's the exact same stuff. That's that's that was kind of like their redheaded stepchild, if you will. Like it wasn't going to be in Hyrule, so therefore. Oh, so maybe we can like have some fun and throw some of these characters in and because that's you know recycle them. That part is like kind of throwing me off on the game. It's just like just the amount of non-Zelda stuff tied into the game. But I mean, it's but not I like think, they really it, focus on it. It's just like a really small tidbit. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you have to trade your Yoshi doll or whatever, but it's not like they would like really no. call out that oh, it's a Yoshi doll. This is amazing. And the dungeons are pretty easy. That's my yeah. that's my two beefs with it. Um, I mean, you're still early in the game, but but I mean, um, for, I've got the for, second I've got the me, second instrument like, already. Yeah, yeah, you're the, not far in. That's yeah, you're not one, far in. That's There's one a lot. Quarter. There's eight instruments. Yeah, <laughs> um, but so. still, like, but either way, like most of the Game Boy Zeldas, like all practically all of them, like Ages, Seasons, Four Swords, everything was all the puzzles were pretty easy. Yeah. I guess for me, I'm still I go back to Link to the Past, um, and I guess that's where my real love for Zelda happened. So I guess mm-hmm. everything kind of gets compared to that, especially when it, when it's a setup like Link's Awakening. Now that being said, the graphics are fun. Oh yeah, I, like I love how they did. The I, the, it sets a good tone, I think. Um, the soundtrack's yeah. fun to it as well. You soundtrack know, it's, is still the original too. Is it? Oh yeah. Yeah, just or redone. Is it just redone. 
I mean, it's the original. It's redone original, but it's still to yeah. the T the same, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. Book. Yeah, I'm just I guess for me, I'm just waiting for the point where it hooks me completely. So I am going to play through it. I am going to beat it. You know, this isn't going to be a game I don't finish. Um, but I find myself from a switch perspective. I find myself wanting to go back through a second run of Fire Emblem. Well, you're weird. Um, I did get to finish it. You're weird. Uh, 63 hours for my first run through. And why do you want to torture oh, you broke yourself up a little again? Bit. Why do I want to torture myself again? Because I want to see what Blue Lions and Black Eagles are like. Okay. I don't know. That that was kind of the main appeal for me with Link's Awakening, especially when I first played it, is that it has such a pace to where that you're not grinding, really. Like, you, if you maintain and pay attention to what you're reading, like, you can still kind of kind of breeze through it but it's at a good pace but if you don't pay attention and you miss something that's going to really screw you over because you you have like no clue what you're doing and where you need to go or what you need to find so uh the are you taking the uh lakes awakening with you on the plane um i may not uh i've been neglecting my drawing and i might focus on that Okay. I, I won't necessarily have much time to play while I'm at the Airbnb in Texas anyways. Why not? Because uh, a lot of the times we're hanging out amongst the archers and stuff. And like since we have early mornings, I'm still to bed pretty decently early, like 9 p.m. So you bring your Switch, you bring Mario Kart, and you all play some Mario Kart while you're there. Yeah, I like how you think most of the archers are gamers, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can still have fun, don't Uh huh. So, Jerry, what have you been playing? Don't say Red Dead. Uh, I, I actually will not be. Uh, I've been continuing on my own on Borderlands 3. and uh, Yeah, like, because like, yeah, cause somebody doesn't, doesn't like to play, to play with other people. Because I was working. Uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and last night we just decided not to play. After I all, mean, I was I, I was mean, tired. And Matt has certainly been very open with the invitations, and somebody seems to just <laughs> ignore them, not even bothering to answer. Because I'm not on. Uh huh. Dude, no, no I so... mean over text. It doesn't have to be a PS4. <laughs> no, I've texted back, but like uh-huh. I've always said, it, when I get when I get home from work, I'll try and get on. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes it's very late. Nope, you just wanted to play it solo from the start. No, not all the time. <laughs> yeah. I like I like my gun setup on that right now. How far are you? What level are you, Jerry? I'm an 18. Oh, he's not but, that far. Uh, I'm still. Did you uh, beat Killavolt yet? No, I haven't beat Killavolt because I've been kind of uh, farming for legendaries. So I've been going online and looking where like some of these specific le- legendaries are supposed to. Did you seriously just tell me that? Yeah. I I thought you were not one of those gamers that lives through other people's experiences on the game, especially with a million guns. What are you talking about? You're not discovering stuff on your own. You're you're not discovering like the the loot glitches or the special puzzles or anything. You're looking it up online. You're not enjoying the game through yourself. You're enjoying it through somebody else. 
No, I'm going through the game myself, but like if I've already passed the the world and uh, there's there's like a certain uh there's a certain like uh uh task or something that you redo that you should redo and farm to get the legendary, like uh, that's the only thing I'm doing. I'm already going through the areas and and killing them like getting the experience, but sometimes uh you don't know whether or not you're going to you can get that drop like you have to farm it. You make me sad, my friend. Make me sad. <laughs> How else are you supposed to get legendaries? You're supposed to discover it. And yes, plus, but, but most of the legendaries is RNG anyways. Mm. Mm. Most of them Probably at least like ninety percent of them. Uh, I heard a lot of them. Like you kind of have to farm. Well, did you get the the one punch shotgun? No, no, not yet. Okay, so since you look it up, look it up, and you can find it. It's a puzzle on a bunch of switches to turn on a bunch of TVs to let out this big dude that hits mm-hmm. really hard. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Drops and he drops a shotgun. Yeah, but he didn't drop it for us. Yeah, I think that was because you were rolling with me and I'd already got it from him. Because mm. um, after I had done that, I heard that it the drop rate is really high, but it's not necessarily a guarantee. Mm. I thought it was a guarantee because okay. I got it on my first try. Well, that's all right. I like my, I like my assault rifle. It's got an over-under grenade launcher on it. I still like my smart bullets. My smart bullets are fun. Dude, the smart bullets are fun too. I'm I'm debating between switching into that gun permanently though. That thing is fun. So, Jerry, be on the lookout for a handgun or an AR that's made by the company Atlas. There's a rocket launcher too. There's a rocket launcher, but it, it's smart bullets. So you you switch between bullets and you fire uh, homing darts or a puck, and as soon as that hits an enemy. <laughs> All your remaining bullets that you shoot for 15 seconds track directly to that enemy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's fun. I played with okay. it a little bit. Um, I kind of like the, the one that I have, though, because it's got the um, uh, corrosive grenades with it as well. So That's pretty nice. Yeah, I kind of. It's kind of interesting how much corrosive plays a part in Dude, where we're at in the story. Nice. Like, it yeah. really destroys having corrosive. Mm-hmm. What are you then. playing, Matt? Other than Borderlands and possibly Fire Emblem. Dude, my list. So I've got Link's Awakening. I'm playing. Mm-hmm. I'm staring at Fire Emblem to do another run through. Uh, I played a bit of Tetris 99. Oh, like, um, l- like you beat it and you're gonna, you're gonna replay oh, it? Fire Emblem Gold, yeah, uh, you beat Golden a few Gear weeks ago. Beat, uh, no, I beat it this week. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, okay. What was it, this weekend I beat it? Mm. And, that's, and that's you so, told us last week that you did it. I was, like, two levels away, so oh, okay. I have it beat now, but I'm thinking, I'm, I started up a new one because I want to see what it's truly like, because I will say this, I get the reason behind the tediousness now. Because if you do the tedious stuff, you make your units into unstoppable units at the end of the game. I had a mage that was doing mm. base 60 points of damage with each attack. And if she crit, she was hitting for 200. Nothing was able to touch her. I mean, those numbers don't mean much if we don't know Very how cool. big you're. Oh, yeah. Is. I mean, 
<laughs> Honestly, the average was like 50 points of health for the enemies towards the end. I mean, so she was one-shotting them. Oh, okay. But yeah, so still going through Uncharted with Cody. Yeah, that's awesome. It's nice. Nice ex- having him experience that story because, I mean, you guys have seen my office and how much Uncharted stuff is in here. So he recognizes the statues. He recognizes nathan on the screen so that makes it a lot of fun but yeah it's pretty much all of that i want to i want to get Link's awakening done and and get my backlog start clearing that up a little bit before luigi's mansion comes out in a couple weeks i will tell you for Link's That's, awakening make sure you keep up with your trades my trades oh. trades items because mm-hmm. that directly impacts your progress all right then really well, oh yeah Yep, and then uh, you don't remember we- that, Jerry? I do not remember that. No. Yeah, like um, especially like if you don't have the bananas, you are stuck. Oh, I've already traded in. The- oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah I've, I've already done that. Stuff, and I've got the bananas now. I think. Okay, so as long as you have the bananas, you you're like otherwise you're um, stuck. You can't go further. So yeah, yeah, things are about to get busy between end of October and November because we've got Luigi's Mansion three end of on Halloween. A week oh. later is Death Stranding. Later in that month is Pokemon and oh, yeah, Star Wars. Right. So yeah, it's gonna be a busy, busy month. So and you talked about uh, playing Last of Us in February. You're gonna be able oh. to bust that out before Final Fantasy comes out. Oh wow! I don't. You know what? Let's. Dude, did you see Final Fantasy remake? They're doing a replica, a replication of the cover from the original game. That's cool. But they're not putting Episode One on it. Oh, so that's got some people a little ticked off right now. So what are they, what are they doing with the, uh, with the replacement cover? So remember what the original game looked like? It was yeah. just Cloud looking up at the Shinra Corp and stuff. Right. It is. They're using that image just in the new graphics for the cover, and it says Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it doesn't say Episode One. So oh, I probably, am feeling, oh, okay. unless people know what they're getting into, they're going to get it and realize, oh, there's more. There's more. Yeah. Which I think is kind of okay, because I mean, at least it gets people to buy it and then be excited for the next one, rather than be like already having the. Or going into it knowing that there's going to be a cliffhanger. Yeah, absolutely. So. Like, and mm. I would think that would be a turnoff for a number of people. Well, here's yeah. the other thing. I want to get in another playthrough of Last of Us before Last of Us 2 comes out. Right. Because it's been a while since I've run through that game. So it's... it'll. Well, be- and, the, and then just looking through my uh, inventory, I actually don't have the disc. You don't have the disc? Might have it digitally. I know I have it. Maybe I have it. Well, digital. if you don't have it at all, then you're well, getting now it. Now I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's for October, though, right? Uh, yeah, Tuesday. So with that, guys, uh, to all our listeners, I want to say thank you for crashing game night with us tonight. If you like what you heard, please don't forget to leave those comments. That helps us out with our rankings on iTunes and iHeartRadio and all of that. Um, please don't forget to also follow us through our Apple channel, Twitter account at CGN podcast, crashing game night.com. Uh, I want to say everyone be excellent to each other and stay frosty. And don't forget to tell your friends. Take it easy, nerds. Um, can we let cage back out of the cage? Cause that was just, just, yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't need Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger is dead. Goodbye.
Goodbye, my nerds. Goodbye. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Do it. Do it. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.